Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to this special Veterans Day uh, edition of the Ag Market Network here on November the 11th. Today we've got a special uh, panel uh, joining our our panel today. Uh, Is a member of our panel. Probably he was one of he was the original. Uh, We are glad to have him. Dr. O. A. Cleveland will be giving us his thoughts on the cotton market. O. A. Thanks for leading us today. Well, Pat, good morning, and thank you all so very much. I appreciate the opportunity to to do this. I'm befuddled as I begin. Uh, I will say, uh, to Kip's credit, he's been trying to turn me around for three months. I now have concluded that uh, I'm I'm, I'm a little bit bullish, or at least that the the bear is dead and that uh, a bull can begin. I took a lot of flack from a guy in Georgia this weekend over saying that the bear was dead. But uh, I, I hope it is. I hope you all can concur. But the report was uh, a bit staggering, as we said, to see major and very significant changes in basically all of the world's leading production countries. The Taking uh, 880, or as I call it, just round go to round numbers, taking 900,000 bales out of the uh, U.S. Uh, production estimate, taking 600,000 bales out of the PACI estimate, uh, come in following that with 500,000 bales, a lower estimate for the Chinese, and another 500,000 bales lower for the uh, uh, Indians, and I believe. Uh, 300,000 bale reduction in Turkey uh, basically hits, uh, what, about six of the seven or six of the eight largest producing countries in the world, uh, giving us a total reduction in the neighborhood of about 2.8 million bales uh, just month over month from the October report gets uh, production down to, uh, Kip, I dropped the number, about 124 million uh, uh, which is which somewhat staggering. It's actually less than that. Well, I, again, I dropped that number and it's not coming back. What is it? 122 million. What's world production yeah, now? Right. 122. I, okay. uh, I can't get that on the floor. I'm too old to bend over and pick up my sheet of paper. Uh, so, so it was just a terrific hit on the production side, and as these guys were talking, I only picked up the tail end of it. It was very significant in that, that these significant changes came uh, this early in the season. Uh, the On the consumption side, not a lot of difference there, 100,000 bale round numbers lower, but it gave us a a reduction in in world-ending carryover right at just a, just a shade less than 3 million bales, about 2.9 million, getting us down to some 80 million bales of world carryover, whereas we were much closer to 83 million last month. On the U.S. side, uh, taking the crop down, uh, 900,000 bales, uh, leaving exports uh, and domestic consumption unchanged, it lowered uh, U.S. carryover down to 6.1 million bales. Now, that's still uh, high, in a sense, but it's not the 7 or it's not the 8 million bales that we have been fretting for the last three to four months that we would have carryover that high. 
So it's uh, it's we, we weathered the storm, in my opinion, uh, and I think the group concluded last month we weathered the storm of the the low, or certainly of the low fifties. But I think we weathered the storm of concern over the uh, even the high fifties. But I think this tells us down at 6.1 million bales, we, we can reasonably suggest to everyone that uh, that the lows are in. Uh, again, we may not be correct, but I, I think that uh, I think we can certainly operate on that principle. So, uh, with uh, with those changes, uh, uh, it. While it's a very significant report, it's fairly easy to speak of because all the numbers on the production side moved uh, lower, and the few numbers that did change on the consumption side uh, were were also slightly lower. So uh, it's, it's it's a quick summary of the report. But again, as I started out, the significant element is is that we lowered USDA lowered crop production in what about six of the eight largest producing countries uh, in the world and specifically the four largest producing countries uh, well three I guess Brazil would be in the top four now but uh, well I'll leave it at that and let y'all tell me what's going to go on I took a lot of heat as I say over the weekend on tweets about uh, saying that the bull was born uh, again this guy in Georgia I'm not sure what he does but he felt like the market would open limit up today, uh, so we'll just see what happens. <laughs> well, I guess, uh, Gerald, what are your thoughts? I guess the headline here is the bull is back. Well, <clears throat> I, I wouldn't have thought limit up, but I would have thought that maybe we might have had, and I still think we, we're going to have a little bit of a delayed reaction. Um, you got to wait and see how all this option expiration, you know, works through the system, see where people are, but. I certainly thought we would be up more than where we are now. I thought we'd be in the plus column rather than the than the minus column. But uh, you know, the day's early. Um, <clears throat> we got plenty of time for some tweets out there that either 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 help us regain our footing or or maybe send us down a little further. I found it interesting that uh, you know the Chinese had come out and said that both sides had agreed to roll back some tariffs in exchange for this phase one deal. And, and uh, I guess uh, Mr. Trump didn't like that very much because he didn't get to announce it. And so he came out Friday and said, no, you know, I never agreed to any such thing. And so I think that's got people a little bit on, on edge right now. Um, you know, you can't under underestimate the power of a tweet out there. And, and so, you know, I think until we get past some of this, uh, well, I think if we can get past some of these these uh, uh, these little disagreements, um, you know, we we should continue to work a little higher. But you know, there's still a lot of cotton out there to sell. That's for darn sure. So it's, I, I would agree with Oway. The bear's dead. You know, is the bull reborn? Well, I think the the bull is learning how to walk, um, <laughs> and uh, it, it's going to take for him for a while to get in into a full gallop. Uh, that's for sure. But uh, um, you know, just with the number of bales showing up and certificated stocks, um, you know, we got these spreads out, and, and you got—I don't know what people calculate as full carry, but you know, 185 points on Friday. You're, I think you're getting pretty close to full carry, uh, probably notwithstanding maybe some of the uh, the cotton that's got some uh, some overage penalties and, and whatnot <clears throat> on it. But uh, 
um, you know, we should uh, – th- this market should be acting a little bit better today, and it's a little a little disappointing. But, uh, again, it's it's still early, and uh, we've always got turnaround Tuesday on, on tomorrow coming. So, yes, I do think the market is, is ready for a, a little bit more of a rally, but it, it's hard to get too excited too early. Um, 67, 67 and a half to 6,800 would be about all I think deck will be able to muster. If we even think we're going to go over 70 cents, if we can get over 70 cents, it probably wouldn't be until the March or the May uh, uh, contract months. Pat? All right. Uh, Kip or John, your thoughts? I uh, this Kip, yeah, I, uh, I I agree with just about everything Gerald was saying. I I'm I uh, there's an awful lot going on in this market on Friday. I, in my opinion, I think it's pretty difficult to assess uh, ex, uh, to assess what happened and feel confident about it. We had uh, we had options expiration the second day of the. Uh, a legacy Goldman Sachs index fund. I think it's the first day of the AIG roll. Uh, and, you know, the WASDE report. You know, the, what more can you have all in one day? Uh, and you had the uh, Thursday and Friday, we saw big, uh, big volume trading. The spec community, uh, the supplemental large spec, and the managed money uh both went shorter which surprised me and they did it by increasing their short in the most previous week now this day is through tuesday but uh it put the spec community in a little bit shorter position than i expected them to be and particularly by increasing their shorts rather than uh than liquidating their lot they liquidated some but it was by far the biggest part was uh adding shorts so i'm I'm still supporting the market here. I think the spec community being short is uh, this short is pretty dangerous this time of year, particularly with this uh, this China trade thing that just continues to to drag on and on. I think it's uh, it gives the bulls a little bit to work with, and it gives the bears. Uh, you can trade it the way you want at this point. I will make a comment though about. Uh, expectation of this this china trade stuff the uh if i'm china i'm sitting here looking at a potential uh trade uh, uh resolution at least at some point or some part of it that requires uh, perhaps some buying of agricultural commodities i've noticed that the chinese yuan since october 6th has increased the official rate about 2.2 percent that's a pretty pretty good move so in my mind, I've been sort of vacillating whether we're going to have a deal or, or at the end of it, and we're just going to say, okay, we'll, we'll put it off. But it makes me think the Chinese at least feel like there's a good chance uh, because if i got to buy a bunch of commodity, I'd rather do it with a strong currency than a, uh, than a weak one. And you know they control that currency within a band uh, on a daily basis. So I, I think that gives me a little uh, – little thought about uh, being a little bit more bullish, but I, I don't know how high we can go without a, a strong trade deal and chasing these specs out because, if I'm not mistaken, I think the last report I saw for uh, the forward contracting was about 3% or something like that, so we got a lot of cotton to sell. And uh, I know uh, Owe and Jura both been saying, well, we've all been saying that for a while. So 
I guess uh, I, I still have I'm supported the market in the near term, but boy, trying to figure out how high it could go. There's still a lot of variables out there. All right, John, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think that's the easiest. This is echoing everybody, um, but yeah, this this report uh, basically provides more support than we have. It takes the edge off a really bearish fundamental outcome of 7 million bales. Well, now it's down closer to 6. And so um, to my way of thinking that I agree with OA where he says the lows are probably in and I'm not really looking at dipping back below. You know, I was expecting things to get weighed down when all the cotton started flowing around the world. Um, you know, India gets through their multiple land harvests and the south, uh, southern hemisphere kicks in next spring. You know, I, I figured things were going to get weighed down back to the lows that we'd seen. Well, I don't think that anymore. I, I think, you know, you know, we, we may we may still have some pressure, fundamental pressure, when new crop supplies really start flowing in, but, it, you know, that may take us back to, to the low 60s as opposed to the middle to upper 50s. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the, at the low end and seeing a higher, a higher level there. As far as, well, as far as resolution of the trade stuff, you know, I just rolled my eyes last week when the, here's, yeah, the Chinese say something and then Trump says something and nothing really happens. I'm like, well, here we go. So I don't really know what to make of that. Pat, this is a way, I, you know, I would concur basically in a sense with, with, with all the comments. Uh, uh, Kip's comments about the, uh, the, the hedge funds uh, getting shorter, particularly the Chinese hedge funds, uh, that that actually surprised me. I, I did not see that coming. Of course, a lot of things surprised me, but that that, that was not something I expected. Uh, uh, additionally, we've talked at length about how much cotton has to be sold. It's still unpriced. So, you know, when I say the uh, bull is born, I'm I'm really very much so with uh, with Gerald. I mean, it's just uh, knee wobbling, so to speak. It's got a long way to go. We've got to move this cotton plus. Trade resolution is there, though I am one to think that much of the bullishness of a trade resolution is already in the market. I think much of that is already assumed. I'm also not one to think that just because we have a trade resolution, we're going to see a lot of cotton sold into China. I think we'll see some, but uh, I think that's a market that uh, probably Brazil has captured uh, more so than we and uh, I think that's just something that we're going to have to live with. I know, uh, not speaking for Gerald, but I know we talked at length at Beltwide about uh, Brazil taking that, that market. Uh, and, of course, that was back in January, so that was almost a year ago. Uh, I, I would have thought that we would see the market, as John said, under pressure uh, as cotton starts to move. And, and we may yet. We certainly have time. But I was thinking we would not see a true low until probably near the Christmas uh, holidays. But it looks like, in my opinion, again, I think we've, we, we've, we've done it. But it, it's uh, in my weekly newsletter I talked about uh, it's, it's a tough road to hold yet uh, ahead. We've got to do some more work on consumption itself get this market back going where we want it. And bull markets are born out of consumption, in my opinion. Uh, or, I say born, or uh, certainly bull markets that distinguish themselves out of consumption, in my opinion. But, 
I, I, I think the bull is out there, but yes, uh, it's a pretty little wimpy thing right now. But at least it's there. <laughs> you know, Gerald said something I think last month that made a lot of sense. Still, still applies, um, and that would be that uh, the effect of the resolution. This kind of OA was just kind of saying this. The effect of a trade resolution would simply be to confirm the export commitments. You know that we have and prevent cancellations. So it w- yeah, it wouldn't lead to a whole bunch of new, yeah, new buying and uh, so much. But uh, it would just help the numbers that we have. The you know the uh, the the level of export commitments we have right now is pretty decent. Um, you know, historically speaking, uh, we just we just need to hang on to it. Well. Most farmers want some guidance here, some thoughts on what to do uh, if we stick our head up enough, should they be selling. So I guess that segues into uh, just kind of going around uh, our panel and ask how high can we go, how low can we go. Uh, John, let me just start with you. You might have touched on this a little bit, but give us your range of what you think cotton can do and what farmers should consider doing. I think the widest range at this point, this is pretty wide, would be 60 to 70 and really 60, kind of this where we've been, 60, 63 or so up to about 68. I don't really see uh, old crop busting too much higher than that. All right, Kip? Well, I feel like a copycat here because I'm, I'm thinking along the same lines that uh, – that John is. I think it's you get this market around sixty-eight cents. I think um, we've just got a world of selling from farmers. I <clears throat> some of them are are quote not profitable at that level. They continue to tell us, but I think Prudence would uh, would ensure they get a whole lot of selling done around sixty-eight cents. So I, I like this sixty-two cent to about sixty-seven in the near term, and with the possibility of this thing going higher. I I think the 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 trade war with China, the trade negotiations could be a little more bullish factor, at least that I've heard recently. But I, I agree that that's really up in the air, and more of it may be in the market than I think. So that's cautionary for that as well. Okay, Gerald. Um, <clears throat> I think you've got grow. <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, two things. I think you've got growers out there who. You know, number one, may have priced their basis because it was an okay basis, but they're waiting for this market to get high enough. If they're, if you're getting, you know, if you're thinking, well, shoot, do I roll my basis into March and wait for a bigger rally? I don't think so. I mean, um, you know, 170, 180, 190 points, you roll it into March, and then, you know, you, you run the risk of once debt goes off the board, March just comes down to where December is, so you just lost, you know, 170 or 180 points. Um, I think if we can get this thing back up to 65 cents plus, even though I'm probably, you know, 67 cent friendly, 65 cents plus, you go ahead and, and price your uh, price your futures, get your fixed price in, and then that differential, that 170, 180 points, whatever the spread is, why not take that amount of money and, and look to uh, uh, to buy a call at some point. Um, maybe if March comes down to where December is currently trading or wherever, you know, 
deck is trading when, when December goes off the board, then you look to, to buy your call. <clears throat> but uh, I, don't, I don't think it's worth rolling your, your basis into, a, into the next crop month and, and waiting for, <clears throat> you know, a rally because you're going to have to rally at least, um, you know, 100 whatever the spread is to, to, to see any big benefit out of that. The uh, uh, most some growers may have already fixed their futures, and they haven't fixed their basis yet. Uh, they they haven't seen a, a basis that they like. Um, well, the market's giving you some carry, so go ahead and roll your futures and and, uh, and and wait for you know possibly a better basis down the road. At least it buys you a little bit of time. Anybody who's done nothing, well, um, I think you've got some time on your hands to wait. Um, you know, the uh, you know if you have to sell before the end of the year for tax reasons, um, you, it, it may be difficult to see you know things a lot better than where they currently are. You know, maybe a penny or two higher. Like I said, December sixty five cents, um, sixty five plus. Uh, March at sixty seven cents. You know, sixty six cents plus. Um, maybe even 67 cents plus with with a, with an okay basis puts you about the same spot. But you know, just try to get something to where you're, you know, at least based upon the quality of your cotton. You know, it's uh, um, uh, you know, it's not a total disaster. You've got another MFP payment. It was an announcement that another MFP payment would be coming out here uh, uh, late November, early December. So, you know, there's going to be some more cash flow coming on in. And uh, the, uh, if growers haven't received their, uh, their seed cotton PLC payment, then, um, you know, that's coming in. So I don't, I don't think, I don't know that growers are, are desperately having to sell right now, but uh, they certainly don't want to miss out in case this thing took a quick dip to the downside and then they're, they're locked into having to sell. Um, the, uh, um, it was very disappointing from a technical perspective on Friday. It, as friendly as, 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 as I am, and, and that's not terribly friendly if you're only looking for 66, 67 cents, but I, with that report that came out on Friday, it was very surprising that we couldn't even muster a, a sustainable rally over 65 cents. Um, that That was kind of a bummer, but, you know, again, getting back to, Kip's point, you know, with options and, and, and the roles going on, it was probably very difficult for December to do that. But uh, hopefully in the next day or two, things will, uh, things will, will straighten up and, and fly right, I guess, for this bull. Um, the, uh, I, I would look for opportunities to, to buy probably a March or a May call. Um, and uh, I wouldn't spend any more than uh, one and a half to two cents a pound on a call out there, which is going to put you sort of, you know, a little bit out of the money. But I think, you know, risking more than one to two cents just doesn't make any sense with this kind of a market, this much uncertainty over, over trade, over the crop, to always point over the demand side of things. Um, but, uh, yeah, I do think it's probably worth spending a penny and a half to two cents for a call. Uh, it, just, uh, it just depends on where you go ahead, decide to go ahead and get in and do that. 
Okay, OA. Uh, well, Pat, I I I, I, I want to get on my friends a little bit. Uh, as one <laughs> fella told me to go lie down, I needed some some rest. Uh, last month, as I recall, uh, at least two of my friends were talking about the possibility of seventy-seven cents, and now the highest they both spoke of is sixty-seven cents. That's a ten-cent difference in a 30-day period where the crop's 3 million bales lower than it was. Uh, so I don't understand this uh, this this this, <laughs> this swing in their comments. Uh, I, 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 last month I was uh, thinking 77 cents was crazy. Uh, I, I, I don't see it anytime soon, but I don't think it's so crazy anymore. But uh, I, I, I'm kind of caught off guard as to where this this price difference that they have thrown out is coming from. Uh, I, I think the points are very correct. There's a lot, as and I've stated them, there's just a lot of work that has to be done to take this market higher. But uh, it, it's uh, it's the, the supply demand balance sheets are, are coming back into balance. And now we'll just have to wait and see. As far as the trade side with respect to uh, uh, China and, and, and Russia and Trump and politics, uh, USDA did release uh, uh, a statement uh, right before China did. I said Russia, China, but right before China did, saying that we probably had a resolution. So those that are contending that uh, once uh, China said something, Trump jumped back in just to counter, uh, totally missed that announcement entirely. Uh, uh, I, I think probably we still, maybe I go overboard uh, talking about China uh, and, and, and Trump. Uh, I think there's still a lot of hatred out there in the market and with people just absolutely saying anything they can negative about Trump, and that uh, skews the, 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 uh, all, all the outlooks. Certainly, this money that uh, Gerald uh, talked about coming into the market, that's going to make growers less attentive to doing any marketing. Uh, net farm income is supposed to be lower, and that's going to push record highs because of all this Trump money. I mean, that's just incredible. It's, it's hard to believe how much money is out there. And at the same time, growers are, are, are while they're not taking it in the rear end anymore, they're having to get their money from, 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 from the government as opposed to getting their money from the market, and that's what they prefer to do. Uh, even though, as this gentleman in Georgia commented about me being ridiculous, I've I don't have no idea what he does. I don't know if he's a grower or a salesman, some sort of what. But uh, uh, he, you know, started talking about me drinking or something. <laughs> so maybe I, maybe I am drinking too much. I was saying Ron Lee. Maybe y'all know him. But uh, uh, it, it, it's a market that is set up to move higher. Oh, hey, this is Gerald. Listen, I think I was one of the ones who thought that technically you could see a seventy-seven cent market. And that still exists, you know, but <laughs> it's 
I, I, it just feels like on the, the December side, getting to 77 cents on December seems a little bit outlandish here in the next, uh, what, three weeks, two weeks, three weeks before we, before we see first notice day. I, I think um, it was outlandish last month. <laughs> it, prob- it probably was. <laughs> but I agree with you. The technicals are there to support that. But we've got to get through 67 cents first. Yeah, we, uh, no I, doubt I think, about that. No doubt about that. Yeah, I think that, that one of the things, I think I was a more bullish last month too, but one of the things that sort of got my attention is just we just got this real to selling out of the farmers. There's just they have not priced very much of this cotton this year in relative terms. And and although the crop is getting smaller, there's still a, a lot of cotton to be sold. And so uh, OA made the point earlier, and I think it's it's very valid. We're going to have to get a change on the consumption side to really propel this market, a, a change in, <clears throat> excuse me, a change in attitude uh, on the mill use, and that coupled with specs trying to get out for whatever reason, uh, because, like I say, there's just a world of selling waiting at, I think, 67, 68 cents. It's going to be tough to get through unless there's a total change in, uh, particularly on the consumptive side. So that's sort of what's changed my mind a bit. Just so you know, Owen. Well said. I agree with you. <laughs> this is a way. Well said. Any any other thoughts? Um, other than it's it's not quite six o'clock California time, and I'm sure OA hasn't been drinking this early in the day. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't jump to conclusions. Pat, if I may, I want to ask you. It's tired of jumping ship in town, but what kind of acreage are we going to plant next year? I asked the question, so you guys have to answer for me. Ten. Okay, John, John what, is, what does 10 mean? 10 million all cotton, U.S. Uh, what percentage is that down? Uh, Where are we big, now? Probably. Uh, I don't remember. We're 12. 13. That would be a, a humongous drop. So I It'd guess your Texas growers are just telling you they're just not going to plant cotton next year. No, no, I'm no, no. I simply base that on uh, the ratio of um, <clears throat> corn to cotton futures at a certain time of the year, and if the switching would come from elsewhere, except maybe in the panhandle. Well, I'm, I'm thinking we might get a bit more than that. That that's a pretty aggressive cut. I, I can't discount it. But I'm, I'm thinking it won't be quite that low. Um, but I, like as I say, I certainly can't discount that. This year will, uh, if we get prices rallying up into, um, who knows, maybe the 70s or so, we'll, we'll do a lot better than what we're thinking now. But I think 10 is a little bit too low today. I, I'm not sure. Pink X on 68 cents or something like that. Uh, so, uh, uh, you know, 74 cents, 73 cents, not very far off from that. Uh, 
good friend in North Carolina says they're going to increase acreage. They're extremely pleased with their yields. Uh, and uh, I think we spotted some uh, Mississippi River Delta locations that will increase acreage uh, because of their yields. Again, the seed companies have just been phenomenal with the seed varieties they're delivering. So uh, I, I think we'll have some acreage. I, I think the significant cut, and I don't know it, that's why I want to ask that question, and don't come from John's area and with respect to Texas. Uh, but uh, I, I don't see yet, anyway, soybeans making a significant inroad in the Delta. Of course, prices could change a good, good bit. But I have seen a lot of comments relative to what John said down much closer to 10 million acres. But it, it, it just it gives me a little bit of indigestion. I think, uh, John, that that acreage is that low, but uh, I I want to go ahead and put this question on the front burner for a minute, which is probably enough. Growers want to talk about this old crop. They don't want to talk about next year's crop. All right. Well, let's. uh, Any any last thoughts before we wrap this up? All right. Well. Uh, good meeting today. Uh, we want to uh, uh, thank you all for leading us. Thanks to our panel. Thanks for our listeners. We'll have this up on our uh, website, the recording, uh, very soon. Uh, and uh, we thank our listeners. Uh, that concludes this edition, November 11th edition of the Ag Market Network. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you, Pat.